Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. One of my sons and I fell into a conversation about one of our favorite book series that peaks in the middle. Books two and three are absolutely outstanding. Book four is still awesome. Book five is pretty lame and book six makes you kind of wish that the entire series had never been written. So if you ever go through the Thief series, I would just stop at book four and cover your losses. So um, the first four, though, are really, really quite excellent. Books two and three are the best. And so the thing about book four, though, is that you have this very kind young man who is supposed to be the king, or like he's the rising king. And when it's time for him to come to the throne... Of course, all of these different political machinations happen, and it's very dramatic. But at one point, he is trying to figure out, can I come to the throne without the use of violence? And, okay, this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler, but the end result is, no, actually, he cannot. There is, there is only one way open to him, and it's effective, and it works, but it does require... Uh, it requires a certain acts of violence and it's screamingly awesome in how it's done. So I definitely recommend, I wouldn't start at book four, but definitely do the first three books and then that one as well. But in any case, that idea that at some point violence is actually necessary has, it was interesting because I was talking about this with my son one day and I went and reread my favorite parts of the book and I was kind of like, what am I even doing? Like, this is, <laughs> this is the middle of a work day and I'm over here reading a conspiracy of kings because I think it's, it's resonating for whatever reason. Well, the next day, Bob and I were on a prayer call and the idea of the Lord is a dread champion came to mind. So this is one of my friend Perry Marshall's very favorite verses, and he can quote it like, bum, 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 there it is. I had to look it up. But in Jeremiah 20, verse 11, I'm not going to read it with the Lord as a dread champion. First, I'm going to read it in a different translation. Um, I'm not actually even sure what the CEB is, but we'll call it the Christian English Bible, maybe. Who knows? But here's what it says. But the Lord is with me like a strong defender. Therefore, my oppressors will stumble and not prevail. They will be disgraced by their own failures. Their dishonor will never be forgotten. Whew. So that's pretty strong, right? The Lord is with me like a strong defender. Other translations talk about the Lord as a mighty warrior or a, a strong and fearsome warrior or something like that. I mean, like very strong, very strong language here. But this is what it says in the Amplified. It says, but the Lord is with me as a dread champion, one to be greatly feared. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble and not overcome me. They will be completely shamed for they have not acted wisely and have failed in their schemes. Their eternal dishonor will never be forgotten. And I mean, the end is pretty, pretty dark, but that beginning of saying the Lord is with me as a dread champion. At some point, it's not enough to be like, I have a loving father who cares for me. I have my best friend who walks beside me. That is beautiful. And I, I wasn't trying to make light of that. I treasure the fact that the Lord is my father and that I get to have the Lord as my friend who walks with me. 
And I think it's in the Passion Translation that Psalm 23 says something like, the Lord is my best friend or something. I mean, it's very tender. It's very beautiful. But I also love that having the Lord as those entities in our life is not actually always enough. That sometimes we need the Lord to be with us as a dread champion. That sometimes, and in the book, A Conspiracy of Kings, literal violence is what is needed. And I'm not saying that at all, necessarily. I mean, the Lord will reveal to us when there's a need for war, I would assume. But the point is that in the spirit, there are times that we need the Lord to go before us as a dread champion, to actually clear the ground before us. And there are times where we need there to be um, (laughs) the words grace for the fight. This was something that my friend Nicole's husband prayed over her, and then she prayed it over me, that there would be grace for the fight, that you would have a backbone of steel, that there are times to say like, oh, Lord, you fight this battle for me. And I love that one of his names, one of his roles is that the Lord is a dread champion. And so this is a very different message than normal. (laughs) I feel like normally I'm like, yay, we just love Jesus and he gives us good gifts. And it's true. And he does. But I think there's at times this need for this other aspect of the Lord to maybe take the ascendancy that the Lord is a dread champion. And so Lord, I do thank you that you are with us as a dread champion. I thank you that you give us the grace for the fight, that as much as we love Jesus walking around the hills of Judea, healing the people, that there also are times where David needed to go up against Goliath and kill the enemy. And so Lord, I'm asking that you as the dread champion would walk with us and fight on our behalf in the places where we need you to fight. That in the places where we would be completely overmatched in our own strength, I'm asking that you would go forth as that dread champion. We thank you, Lord. Amen.